Hello, I'm your host, Rika, and welcome to the Recurrence Podcast. This podcast is meant to create an environment where individuals can come together for deep, stimulating conversation about the human experience. It's a place where we can unpack what's beyond the surface of everyday life. I invited Marilyn Kell and Savon Jordan back to discuss the significance of women. Marilyn Kell is the owner of Realizing Rich Relationships. She's been a professional life coach for over 20 years. She also hosts a local meetup group on manifestation and inner alchemy in Columbus, Ohio. Her website is www.realizingrichrelationships.com. Savon Jordan is the owner of A New Day Coaching and Consulting. She provides services for life coaching and business coaching for individuals who aspire to go to the next level. You can check out her website at anewdaycoaching-consulting.com. The significance of women is such a large topic. Uh, we definitely couldn't hit on everything, but uh, we, we did get sidetracked a couple times. But um, the conversation was very insightful for me personally. Um, I appreciate these women coming out to, to discuss the topic. Um, and as always, we're just going to dive directly into the conversation. My name is Savan, and I'm glad you invited me again. I enjoyed the last conversation. And we're in the bistro, makes it nice to just relax and chill out and, you know, just have a group conversation. Um, my, you know, again, um, I'm a um, coach, a life coach. I've been doing it for quite a long time, and I'm also a business coach. Um, the name of my company is A New Day Coaching and Consultant Services, and uh, we'll have information at the end if you want to get in contact with me. And so I'm just, again, excited to be here and share my views and hear some new views. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Yes, I'm really glad to be here again too. I really enjoyed being with you, meeting Sylvan and, and being with Rika and and I was looking forward to this day. Uh, I'm Marilyn Kale and my business is called Realizing Rich Relationships and I work primarily, although not exclusively, with women and often the thing that brings them to the work that I do is is the challenge they have of really fully expressing themselves um, and and the fear or the um, experience often that when they are fully expressing themselves other people aren't so happy and so their, they, their relationships feel at risk um, and uh, so how to be able to speak and have your voice and have rich relationships starting of course that's first with ourselves and then we can have it with others and so yeah this topic is big okay thanks and this is very informal for me uh, I just want to create the podcast to just have these conversations and talk uh, so if, it, if, if it's just dialogue, if you hear, you know, dead air, if you need time to think and process, um, that's fine. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you can think while we're talking. Um, I try not to, like, push people into saying something right right then and there because this is true conversation. It is. And I want you to be able to process the information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So the first question I want to ask you guys is, what does being a woman mean to you? Right? So... How does that, how do you feel about, one, womanhood in its sense, and then what does that mean? How do you identify with it emotionally and spiritually? Um, as an African-American woman, I feel that women 
that's a big topic. Yes. Has so many things, but one of the things I see in women, we're teachers, we're nurturers, and we're leaders, and we possess strength. You know, we pull our husbands up, we teach our children, we guide our businesses, our husbands' businesses. We're multifaceted, and so it can go so many, many ways. But I'd say the biggest thing I see in women is strength. And, and that's something I got from my mother. I can go on and on about that, but it's just the strength of a woman because she's able to endure more than people give her credit for. You know, we all know some woman who's upheld the family when the husband dies or when he leaves or whatever happens. You know somebody who's, you know, held it together when things go wrong. And we all know our girlfriends we go to when we need somebody to hold us up through our strife. So uh, women have strength. That's and I, yeah. I think the strength, and when you say that, I think that there's an element to the strength that is um, effortless, right? right so when, right. when we say strength, it's not effort to where it's like, I'm strong, I'm picking right. up the world. It's just, we move in a way, and it's a strength that it's, it's, it's very, it can be very soft. And a lot of times, you don't have to act. You can just stand in peace, and that could be strength, like sometimes. So... I, I just wonder what you were saying, and I'm like, okay, how do I look at strength um, in myself sometimes? And it's just sometimes I feel like my strength comes from, you know, not doing anything. Because sometimes I always want to fix something sometimes mm -hmm. and just saying be at peace and just let let it be it and uh, let it go. Yeah. And that's a really interesting point because I know we're talking about women and the feminine here. And... and I think that very often part of the strength of the feminine is that um, presence, that receptivity, that being with, and that can also be um, taken, uh, if it's too much to the extreme, if, I mean, I think, truthfully, I think as women, as human beings we have both the masculine and feminine inside right. of us right. and and so I know for me as a white woman and I'm 65 so I'm older than both of you white women <laughs> white woman uh, and growing up in Barbados in the West Indies which so I was born in 53 so back then roles were very prescribed um, you know women had were the well, when I graduated high school, you know, sort of options were secretary, teacher, nurse, mm -hmm. or get married, you know. Uh, so roles were very prescribed, and I know from a very young child, in fact, when my brother was born when I was five, mm -hmm. uh, there was a big celebration because uh, we finally had a boy. Uh, and I had a sister and two older cousins, and, and I remember feeling like, what does that make me? You know, aren't we good enough? Are we? And and that really impacted me. So that's something. Our, our how we grew up has a big impact on who we are. And so my journey, which is why I'm doing the work that I do, has been to really um, anchor into my value and to find my voice and to be able to speak and bring. Uh, um, 
that feminine quiet strength mm -hmm. that you're talking about and to really value it in a way that it was not valued you know I mean it was strong it was there but it wasn't valued you don't get certainly don't get paid for that <laughs> you know um, so yeah I think it's really interesting and, and yeah and from an African-American female side, strength is different. My experience exactly. is different. Exactly. I had a mother who raised four kids on her own, and her strength is what help the family. And if you look at a lot of African-American families, the woman is the head of the household, Absolutely. and she kept things together. Yeah. And um, I'm from Alabama. So you, in my community, you very seldom saw the father. The woman would raise the kids, she worked, uh, you know, my mother was it's extraordinary. A, yeah, it was extraordinary. Really? She was a maid and then she put herself through school. I think about it now and I'm thinking, wow, how yeah. could she have done that? Yeah. I mean, she she started off as a maid and then she went and became a nurse. And I mean, it was just the community watched over each other. All the women came together. I watch your child while you go to work. I think they worked as a team, and that was strength to deal yeah. with, you know, not having their husband and raising four kids yeah. by yourself. That took strength. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so I think that's where I get the ideal of strength. Yeah. And then I, I was watching, I, I did my DNA history, uh -huh. and I found out that the women in my tribe or my people, mm -hmm. the men were taken away and sold as slaves and the women stood and fought for the village and they were the warriors of the village and they were compared to the Spartan women and so I think that's strength yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they stood up when they had to and it was translating into our African-American community yeah for sure mm -hmm. I think it's big and it's, it's when you say that when you talk about the female warrior mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and it's it's so you know it's so weird I would say um, that how men being warriors is kind of like a given, right. but then when women are warriors, it's not so much of a given. But you think about it, it's like it it, it makes no sense for us not to fight for ourselves. It's a it's a human response, right? Um, to fight, um, especially if you have children yeah. to protect. Right. Exactly like, that okay. that motherly yep. protecting mm -hmm. protective yeah. uh, instinct yep. kicks in for sure, and. Uh, you, so that's a whole different topic that you know you can go into with the different types of women as far as like warrior women and then uh, women who are more strategic um, as far as like politics and lovers, women who are lovers, all those different types of roles. We might go into that one day. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, uh, what do you think right now that women are currently doing that um, is positive? and that you um, are a fan of and that you, you actually want to see more of? I think one of the things that women are doing today and coming together to support each other in is speaking truth to power in a way that they have not before. We have, and it's the coming together of the voices. So the whole, all of the Me Too stuff, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, things speaking painful things that have been in the past kept quiet mm -hmm. because of all kinds of reasons. Um, and I think that's doing, uh, I'm not saying it's 
the perfect way, or it's making, but it's making an enormous impact, I think, and it is a necessary one um, to, yeah, just to make a difference in our world where, where. I, I definitely understand what you're saying too because I do it is a little messy sometimes right it is. like how everything's going it is. but I think that it has to be messy right now like when you uh, when it comes out it cannot come yeah. out perfectly right yeah. like we can't we're, we're not going to come out of this torture hellhole and be uh, poised women you know what I mean like, that's not what that hellhole created it created um, negative you know what I mean? It was painful. Yes. And there's a lot of trauma embedded. Exactly. And it's going to show up when it comes out yeah. as traumatic. Like, that's how it's going to show its face. Um, now, of course, we can channel that energy into making sure that we we, we, we create those avenues and we create, um, you know, spaces and environments that's safe for us. Uh, but right now, it has to look this way. Like, there's no other way that it's going to come out. Yeah. And, and I think, and that's why I think certainly, again, the work that I do where we look at our own pain and we deal with our own pain because if we are not, if we're ignoring our own pain, then we're going to be pushing a lot of blame and shame and push out onto others and, and angry and all of that, which is going to be trying to have power over people in the same way that people have had power over us. And I don't think that's going to create the future certainly that I vision that I hold so it really we have to develop that kind of strength and capacity to hold that you were speaking about Sylvain mm-hmm. within ourselves even in you know in the face of pushback and um, and that's the thing is like this this can take time and as we go through does. this conversation yeah. you know we're, we're gonna uh, hit on some of those points where this will take, it might take a decade or two before we can really get to that space where these women are actually, now they can say, okay, I'm ready to deal. I'm ready to heal. I'm ready because they want to be heard right now. Um, and I think that you have to be willing to listen to someone well. before you can expect them <laughs> yeah. to even want to actually work on healing that trauma. Well, which is... I mean, I know that's a whole different topic, but that's the same. I think in in the black, uh, the African American community, has not been has that trauma has not been heard by the established, the powers that be, the white, you know. So, I'm, I, yeah, I think that shows up in all different areas. That, but but having pain heard mm-hmm. is and acknowledged, right? All, all, like it just is crucial. And I do agree that the Me Too movement is a great movement. It has some problems and it it has some negativity, but the positive thing that came out, it gave women a voice finally. Uh, We needed a voice, we were scared to use our voice, and now we're using our voice. And it's it's okay, and it's changed from just, uh, you know, being sexually harassed or, you know, being a victim to, I want my money at work. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we want to get paid for doing equal pay. We want all these things to come out of the Me Too movement. We've said it in the past, but now women feel like they have a voice and they're refusing to be victims. If anything else, that's the number one thing. We're refusing to be victims. You know? I think, you know what the thing, the, the thing I like about the, the Me Too movement, um, it, like to me, I'm not going to lie, it is a little messy mm-hmm. for me. Like it's, it all, man, it's all over the place, but... Um, the thing that I really like about the Me Too movement is 
we are going to hit a point here coming soon where we kind of have to take responsibility as women for allowing things to take place to other women right Right. so a lot of times it's not just men in these circles there are a lot of women who are facilitating these things alongside the men so then you know and and we can we can say that oh you know those women were victims as well they were um you know uh, what are they called manipulated into doing stuff to other women but i don't think i think some women are just genuinely okay and accepting of um they don't see that it's a problem like what exactly they, they don't want to rock the status quo because that gives them privilege there if they're in privileged positions and the status quo is rocked they're going to maybe lose some of their privilege too right mm-hmm. so it's it, yeah it's, it is messy there's a, lot of, there's a lot of women who protect the status quo uh-huh you know we have to be women of change as well yeah nobody likes to be uncomfortable Right. And Nobody that's, likes that's to be, you know, put in a position that they have to maybe lose their job or they don't get that promotion because they spoke out. So we got to change that some kind of way. Uh, you know, they have these non-disclosure agreements that they won't say anything. And right. if they do say something, they can lose their job. They can be hindered from other jobs. They can be sued. And there's been mm-hmm. things put in place to block people. And, you know, I'm saying mostly women from stating what what's going on you know so there's other things I can understand that's keeping them from speaking out but we got to figure out ways we can get you know our voices heard and I also want to say I also want to point out the fact that there's that element to it where where I was speaking of a little bit earlier where these women are actually facilitating these things um, in a way where it's it's to their gain yeah. Right, because we're, we're sitting here and we're saying that you know, oh, women are starting to speak up and fight back. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that we weren't before, it's just that these women who have vested interests yeah. they've been fighting right. for that right all this time, and yeah. then to see the pendulum shift and they're it's not in their favor anymore, of course, they're going to say, Hey, I've been fighting for 20 years to get to this position, and now all of a sudden, you know, everybody wants to go, Well, let women in, and now I have to compete with all these other women. Now they feel like, you know what I mean? I think that's why they kind of want to edge certain people out sometimes. And then also, we have to check the feminine inside of these situations too because there's going to be a lot of situations where women are protecting men just out of love, right? So their 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 brother actually did or has suspicions of molesting someone, but they're like, oh no, not my brother. You know what I mean? It wasn't him. So it's the, the, the I love him. It can't be him too that we kind of have to... Which is why the, the acknowledging that all of us as human beings have the capacity to be um, what to use power in an in inappropriate ways it, it just and that's and when and when we have unmet needs ourselves that are unacknowledged then it's going to come out sideways and and really mess things up right so so whether you're man or woman that's why it's so crucial to really be in a good relationship with ourselves. And I want to ask you one question. I don't know. We yeah. Listen, I'm on this right now. But <laughs> I want to ask you guys one question. I want both of you to answer it. Um, when it comes to men who are broken, right, and we, we talk about patriarchy, 
and they're literally doing things to other men and women, you know, just yeah. to society as a whole. Um, what, what, what role and responsibility do you think that women have in that, right? So there are broken men. He was raised by a mother, you know what I mean? He might have a wife. Like some of these men are married. When do we turn to the other, the, our other women and say, hey, this is your husband? You know, not that she's responsible for his actions, but this is your husband. You know what I mean? Like, I need you to check him for the team, for the whole, you know what I mean, for us. Because if your husband is disrespecting me, if I disrespect him back, it's disrespecting you as a woman. So I need you to check him before I have to go into that space where I'm disrespecting somebody's husband and I don't want to be in that space. But your, your husband's forcing me there. So what do you think is the responsibility of the wife to kind of or the, the person that's closest to him, the women that's around him, to actually, when does it become kind of their responsibility to also make sure that he's in check? Right. That's a very difficult question because it may be your best friend, you know, your best buddy, and it might be her husband. Oh, my so, God. You know, just hit home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had this you, happen. You, you, you want to keep that relationship. And that's yeah. that's the issue. Yeah, so yes. that's a different kind of status quo. That is. Right? It's a powerful right. status quo yes. as women because when well, for everyone, but as human beings, but particularly women who want that connection. If you and if right. you don't have it other places, it's right. very powerful. And nobody wants to hear that their husband is, you know, just all over the place. Nobody wants to hear that. So you have to be very careful when you do that because, you know. I've lost friendships because I just couldn't hold my mouth. I'm like, girl, do you know I gotta tell you? And they're like, you know, they were devastated. And I, and every time they saw me, I represented that devastation. Okay. So I've decided not to tell people stuff like that. I'm gonna let them find out on their own. Okay. And then when they need consulting, you know, like you know, somebody just to talk to or be there for them, I'll be that person. But I'll never bring that to them. And you don't have to worry. Somebody will tell it. It just don't have to be you, you know, unless it's endangering your security. You know, like you say, I can't come over. And they say, you know, they'll start figuring out themselves. She hasn't been over for months. She hasn't, you know, been in my space for months. You know, so again, you have to be careful. As you grow older, you realize that it's not that you know, clear. very clear cut. You know, when you're young, you think, oh, I'm just going to say it. It doesn't work like that. They have a family. They have houses. They have cars. They have everything that makes them a family. And here, you'll be the one who broke it up, not the person committing mm. that thing. Well, I, I don't know that I'd go that far. Yeah, I mean, but she would be, I've been blamed for telling Oh, being some, blamed for something is right, different than right. being the one who did it. No, right. Not, I, I, I guess I said it incorrectly. Not the person who did it, yeah. but somehow the woman, the turn it to the woman who brought them the news. Right. And the mm -hmm. man says, you, she just doesn't want to see you happy. Right. <laughs> she's a hater. Yeah, she's a hater. Or, you know, that's well, what I'm saying. I want to... I'll let you speak, but I want to give my, my, my quick story, okay. okay, where that just hit home is that I had a friend back when I was in college, and I was around like 20, 21, and she was maybe early 30s, and her husband was around 35-ish mm -hmm. or something. There was around that age, and he would just say completely inappropriate things about my, my, my ass size, mm -hmm. like me having a big butt and stuff like that, and he would say it with her standing there. 
and it became a big problem to me and one he just went too far one day he went way too far um and I, I i had to tell her like i was mad at that point and i was just like what is what is wrong with you like why aren't you saying something to him why are you oh well he apologized so that's that and i was just like no so it really i had to stop being friends with her because sure. at that point once I tell you he's making me uncomfortable and you just say, well, he apologized. And I'm like, there's no way that we can really, like, reconcile this. At, like, You're responsible, ultimately, for keeping yourself safe. We are responsible for keeping ourselves safe, ultimately. So if we speak and say, this isn't working for me and someone doesn't respond, that's information for us in the rich, in my R-I-C-H, the I, R is for respect, and I is for the degree of intimacy that's appropriate for the relationship. And if someone is treat, not treating you respectfully, then the appropriate response is to is to distance. Unless it is, I mean, if you're if you're really endangered, obviously you need to go to get protection outside mm -hmm. of not just not right. just in, in that way, but. But, I, and I was hurt. Like, I was yeah. just like, really? Like, I couldn't believe that yeah. she... But, honey... I was like, what? When I was 20, it was just like yeah, a big deal. Because saying, it's like, one, they were 10 years older than me. So I was just like, come on, y'all. Like, really? This is what we're doing? Yeah. Um, and then for her not to, like, support me. I know that's her man. Like, But it's, it is. She was not prepared. And I'm not making her wrong. She wasn't prepared to take the consequences of what supporting you would mean. I wonder, are they still together? Yes, they are still together. They're married. They're, yeah, they got a baby together and everything. And um, I spoke and to he her. Likely hasn't changed. A couple years. I don't know. I won't go over there. <laughs> yeah. um, that's so good. You know, that's your since your that day. I was like, no. Yeah. I couldn't. But okay. <laughs> and um, so, what do you think that there are some things that we talked a lot about what women can approve? But what are some things specifically that you would like to see? women to approve upon going forward, right? So we're using women as a big, broad term, but um, just something that you feel more connected with that you would want to see us do a little bit better. Yeah. One of the things that I see back in the old days, <laughs> back in the day, uh, women supported each other. You know, they, they stood up for each other. The young women went to the older women for consultation and a woman would say, look, girl, you need to do this, you need to do that. That's not happening anymore. They're not getting counsel from older women, they're not getting help. I mean, there's no community of women like it used to be. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but it used to be a time that you, big mama kept it or, you know, somebody kept the kids. Now they're at the clubs and they're doing, they're trying to be young and you know okay. they're not yeah. they're not trying to support the younger women you know sometimes you just need some some good advice from a younger I mean an older woman we can tell them because we've been through a little things you know look don't do this don't do that get yourself your education you, we all had women like that who said girl don't do this don't <laughs> do that you know and hopefully some of us listen but we don't have that anymore and this is interesting as you say that um, I think that right now when you say that you you have that uh, person you can go to and I can definitely see what you're saying that mm -hmm. there, there's not a lot of women that I feel like oh well I can just go to this 
this woman and get this certain type of advice mm -hmm. uh, because she's been through this and I know that this is a resource. Uh, but with our independence as women comes with younger women feeling like they have an independence from older women too, right? And I think that, like, now we say, okay, we have that independence from men, but then you take that on and you just feel like, oh, well, I don't need anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, because, because <laughs> there's a difference between dependence and independence and interdependence. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So we are not created to live on our own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like in isolation. Community, as you were saying, Savannah, is, is just crucial. And I think in our North American society, particularly, the, I mean, when I, when I grew up, back in the day, <laughs> uh, and back in Barbados, this was so, like, everybody lived, first of all, nobody lived more than, what, maybe 20 minutes away. Family, extended family was all there, you know, when the old ants fell, somebody was called and we went went over to help them get up it was it was mm -hmm. a very different thing and when I came to Canada and had my family my parents my family was in Barbados my husband's family was raised in North America and not with this intergenerational closeness it was huge it was really uh, a big a big thing and so I, I think that most people growing up today have not had that experience of having a community of support you know in the sub if you live in the suburbs it's it's you know it's just your little house and yeah. everybody gets in their car and drives and you know and that's really weird because um yeah like i noticed that in the suburbs it's very like nobody's really outside as much mm -hmm. anymore um where if you can like sometimes if you go to like the hood you will mm -hmm. see people walking exactly. around um, they'll yeah. you know go to the walk to the store or walk to the bus yeah. stop and stuff like that so yeah. there's there's a sense of uh, community in that same, like, just people around. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I still feel like even in the hood, um, you feel really isolated as well that because be. you have so many other factors, too, um, where it makes you feel like you're caged in and you feel like uh, you don't have a support system to lift you out of, mm -hmm. um, you know, certain yeah. environments. So. Well, and, and then, you know, so there's, yeah, that's a whole other topic, yeah. but the structural systems that... Mm -hmm. perpetuate so we're agreeing I'm sorry so we're agreeing that support right we want the women to support other women right. it's not just about our, ourselves you know we get caught up with doing our own thing it's time to reach back and help others I mean I we agree that the women are doing that like they used to I mean we had I think so I think that's part of what the Me Too and, and Tarana Burks, I mean, mm -hmm. who was the Me Too movement founder, I, I just think she's extraordinary. I heard her TED talk um, last year. Just really, um, you might put that link in the afterwards. Um, but but we, we have. That's part of what is coming forward. Is the support? Is is the the voice? I'm not alone in mm -hmm. this. I'm not alone. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it. so it's that combination of that community and then the thing that I have had to learn, which was standing, being able to, to stand in my voice, to speak, to trust my knowing, to speak it out, to to be willing to uh, 
live with the consequences of of that speaking um, and that's a journey that doesn't that doesn't end you know it's 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 always why do you think why do you guys think that women have lost the sense of community right I think what happened I think because well, I know for black women, the community was founded in the church. I mean, they've oh. gone towards the church, and the churches have gotten bigger. They sense. used to be smaller. You know, they had the cookout, things like that. Now you have our, the mega churches, you know. And I think that uh, women are more, working more hours. They're trying to make, you know, they're trying to survive, and they don't have time to communicate. You know, it used to be a time where your mama girlfriend would come and they sit down and talk about things that's been going on. I mean, they were the counselors. They were the teachers. And they turned around and said, girl, I saw your daughter down on something, something. And you know, they would help and work as a team to have a better life. And they're getting away from that. Although we're getting independence and we're getting a little better salaries and stuff like that, we don't have time. We just don't have time now. But you would think that the, the stress from not having time and from doing XYZ would make us lean in on each other a little more, right? Like, it would help, like, that's the solution to make us a little bit more um, available and a little bit more less stressed is to lean in on each other a little bit and create that stronger bond. So, that's, I just don't understand why it went the other way around. Yeah. But it, it, somehow it's separating us. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I, this is something totally off. This just bugs me lately. Mm-hmm. You know, employers are not letting families have the weekend off. They're making them work Saturdays and Sundays. You know, Sunday now looks like a regular day of work. People don't have time. Companies are discouraging family and you know they're not working to keep the family together and they don't have time people just don't have time if you look at your schedule society has taught us it needs to be full you're working and when you do have time with your friends it's not like it used to be back in the day you used to have barbecues you used to laugh you don't see that because people are giving up their time Uh Uh uh-oh (laughs) uh-oh It's a decision, though, that we all make, right? So corporations don't make us do anything. We have to make sure that we're I disagree. Because when they said you have the mandatory 50 hours, and that's required of you, and if you Mm -hmm. don't meet that, you get penalized. I mean, you know, my husband right now, he works 80 hours a week. 80 hours. And it's not because he wants to work 80 hours. They're they're requiring it. They're saying if wow. you don't work 80 hours, you cannot, you know, get your job time off. You get penalized. They're doing these to, you know, just every Is that other. legal? <laughs> well, he drives a train, so okay. he has to drive it back. So they can get away with that because they take him to Cincinnati and they bring the train back. So he's like, most people work 40. He's working 80. And so in that, it's, it's just so hard to explain. Okay. But a lot of jobs, especially men jobs now, have increased their hours. They cut the workers and they're increasing the men that do work. But that's another story. Yeah, <laughs> well, we can talk about, about that, that next. Yeah, I think yeah. it's, I, I, yeah, I do think that, again, it is, so So there's the personal and there's the societal, there's the whole, mm-hmm. like, the, the, and the structural, right? So mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of changes that are made, mm-hmm. being made structurally 
for, again, who has the power right now? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it is it is the the minority that have hold a lot of power, a lot of money, and that's that's mm-hmm. that's where that's where the whose voice is being heard and and it's so big that if you know if a, a big corporation is supposed to go down and there's all these jobs and then oh well we'll prop them up you know it's it's right right I, I definitely don't feel like they should be bailing out anyone but um, if it fails it fails let them know what failure feels like well um, and so but what the voices then will say so many people are going to be impacted we can't allow that to happen but it's it's it, you know it's so it's not right. it's not a simple it's not a simple thing at all, but it is it is surely not life giving, right? Right, right. And something will change. It has to. It'll have to change in, in some right. way. And what? With the jobs, you know, women are yeah they're being required to work more. You know, to make we all want material things in order to live in a house that used to be thirty thousand dollars. Now the house is worth two hundred thousand dollars. People have to work to keep those payments. They have to work to keep the car payment. They're working more and spending less time um, socializing. And it's not by choice that they want to work. You have to almost work to survive, you know? And and that's the thing. It's really interesting to see how things are going to shift in the next 20 years. Because right now, when I look at the millennial um, generation, we are not dependent on jobs like that anymore. We do not think about a job as, oh, I'm going to sit here for 20 years and retire. No, you can't We're not do doing that. that right? right? So right. it's like, okay, we know we have social media now. We can kind of go out and build um, companies for ourselves. So I'm really interested in seeing where all this goes in the next 20 years as far as managing our time and if it will make us more um, career focused as far as like what we're not thinking about family at all or if it's going to give us a little bit more free time to think and say oh this is what I really want I do want family I do want community I do want those things and it may be that the high cost of housing and so on I know from Toronto where I lived up until seven years ago I mean housing to, 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 to own an individual house to buy an individual house it's so is out of reach of most people and so it may be actually creating more community. I know my daughter lives uh, with roommates. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, it, it may be that community comes back, uh, you know, so it's, it is, what do we value if we, you know, if we must have an individual big house, then there's going to be costs to that. And uh, yeah, so where are our values? What are our values? What do we value? It really causes us to look at that. Okay. That's what you've done, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so describe, okay, so we're going to compare traditional women and modern-day women, and we're going to talk about the glory and some of the, 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 the trials of traditional women opposed to modern-day women and their glory and some of their, uh, their, their, their strife that they've gone through. So, so how do you guys, what do you think about, you know, the traditional woman compared to the modern day woman? So how far back are we going for traditional? Right. <laughs> However, whatever traditional means to you. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> whatever 
go so far. Okay, okay. I, I, tell you, I think a traditional woman. See, in my mind, I'm thinking about the woman who wore heels and was cleaning the house. And uh, back to that, you know, back to that was probably the 50s, where the women were. You mean the white women? Yeah, I, I didn't want to say that, but I just I, I, <laughs> thank I, but you. I think, it's here. I think that's true, that's right? True. It is. And it, and it was. So watch this. That tr that's why I said, where are we going for traditional? Right. Right. You know, you wonder, compared to the, the women who, back in those days, uh, the modern woman is less dependent on men. I mean, because women back then, they had to be the best. A homemaker. Mm -hmm. It was keep the kids, be at home, forget about your career. But these women, I'm proud of them to say that they're doing it. They're CEOs of companies, they have their own businesses, they're making their money. And I'm wondering, this is my thought, I'm men getting threatened by that because they're surpassing some men in the workforce, you know, in that way. Uh, they, they, they've been given opportunities that women haven't had. Uh, in the past, and then and the women are like, I don't have to have kids right now. That's amazing to me. They're waiting till their 40s, and some even waiting till their 50s. Back that was never heard of in the past. I mean, women mm -hmm. cherish family, which in a way is a negative thing because I feel like when you're younger, you got time to deal with kids and be a mother and grow up with your kids, kind of. But now, you know, in your 40s and 50s. I don't know if I feel like having kids. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> I think it's, do you have kids? Still I do. I have two boys. And I, I considered it, I was 28 when I started having my first son. And um, when I went to the, um, you know, to have him and different things or to my checkups, they were like, you're an old mother. And I was like, that's what? not old. Yeah. 28 is yeah, old? Yeah. So when I see people in their 40s and 50s, it's like, that's no big deal. But back in that time, it was, you know, they started early, they got married at 19 and 20, and the women are waiting to get married, waiting for careers. I find all that interesting. I, that's where I see the difference but in careers. But it's, it's, I think that, I think going, okay, hold on. There's a couple <laughs> things we gotta go to. Um, so I think that it's, I don't think that women are valuing family any less than what they did before. I don't know. I think that, I don't, I don't think so. I think that what's happening is, uh, yes, you do need to establish yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like we said, housing is a problem, right? So we, how do we build a house? We, I can't even afford to live by myself. I have to room with That's other people. <laughs> yeah, so how am I going to create a family and have a husband inside of a house where there's three other people living with me? And you know what I mean? Like you just feel like it's not, it's not that we don't value it. It's just becoming so out of touch with, you know, reality right now. Um, I, think there's, a lot of, yeah, okay, I think there's a lot of women who still want to be married, a lot of women who still want children, right? So we look at ourselves and like, you know, at 25, 28, we see ourselves, oh, we're married, we're going to have kids, you know what I mean? We just don't know when it's going to happen. Okay, you know what so I mean? it's because financial now. When I talk to women my age, everybody still wants to get married. Everybody still wants children, you know what I mean? Um, most of them, right? I'm not gonna say everyone, right? Most of them, we all still have that state, that state of mind of women from back in the day. Well, um, I think that's one of the differences because back in the day, there wasn't, in a way, there wasn't an option. You know, you, if you were a woman, you had children. Like there, the, the, the the notion of choice and do I have, do I want to have a family? And is that, you know, am I ready for a family? That's a big one of. When we talk about changes. That's one of the big changes. Okay. 
but just in terms of the, tradi- the tradition and the I'm, culture. It's so weird because I feel like a women still feel like they don't have a choice. I'm going to be completely honest with you. So I feel like... Not a choice because of the financial, so I can't get to it. Is that what I think saying? it's all of it. I think it's financially, yeah. and I think that it's the culture, right? So there's a lot of women who want to be married at 23, but they don't. They can't find a mate that wants to be married at 23 because men don't have the solid jobs anymore that they feel that they can take really? on a family. So these women, they still want to be married at 21, right? They're, they still want to be married at 27, but they just can't. They feel like they, they still don't have a choice in it, right? Because one, financially I'm strapped. Two, financially men are strapped. Uh, three, there's so many options out there with Instagram, Tinder. Men have their pick of the litter and you can't really, wow. men don't want to settle down as early anymore. So, so, so I'm gonna ask a question. I'm just curious, because I haven't been in the dating world. It seemed to me in my mind, I think, Oh, you got Tinder, you got the different uh, mm-hmm. eHarmony. It not, is it eHarmony? Oh, is that the insurance? <laughs> I don't know, eHarmony or something. And I think, wow, they got a lot of choice. I couldn't do it. I mean, you know, you slide to the left and to the right to pick your mate and stuff. I mean, it seems like there's more ways to meet people. But, I mean, how is that affecting and that's the thing. So I think that a lot of, um, I think a lot of times, what happens is there's so many options that you, you 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 don't make a decision, right? You get indecisive, like oh, there's, you know, I can date all these different mm-hmm. people, um, and then you feel like the world is opened up to you, so you just feel like oh well, I don't have to make it, you know, we don't have to accept each other's flaws. Um, you're trash. She's trash. He's oh, trash, and uh-huh. we can just move on to the next well, person in line. But that's my, the whole thing. That's a whole other piece too, right. because the the idea, the romantic idea, that there is one perfect person. That so I have lots of options. So I'll keep on just moving until I find the perfect person. And 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 from my perspective, we don't then develop the capacity to be in those difficult circumstances and work right. our way through and and face challenges. It's some kind of romanticized. I'll find the right mm-hmm. person, whatever the gender, and and we'll be good. And that's and it's, it's it's so much like, but I do feel like they still value the family, and I still feel like they feel stuck, like they can't capture that part of their femininity. When I talk to women, it's it's more so like um, they want they want a marriage, they want children, they want all these things, but it's just. I'm curious. So I have a question too. So what, what, because I'll tell you, when I, I got married at 20, mm-hmm. and I was 25, and all my friends were having children, and I was in the question, like, so do I want to have children? Why do we have children anyway? Is that something that I want? Mm-hmm. And I got pregnant while I had an IUD in already, so I, I just got pregnant, so I my family came like that mm-hmm. um, but and I've just lost my question I was going to ask you a question <laughs> this is really an unscripted conversation um, tell me what you were saying before you I, I was saying that, that, that women we, we want family right? oh yeah what, um, is, what, is, what does having a family mean like what, why, what, what does family a family give you? What, what would the, why do you want it? Because I, I, I never actually had the answer okay. to that question. And that's, that's the thing, is that I am a lot like you, so I might not be the best woman to ask. <laughs> but what are your friends saying? The um, people you talk to? I don't, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The flip side of all of this is that I don't think that a lot of 
young women have really thought about what they want, yeah. right? They just want it because they've seen that traditionally that's just what it is. And there's a longing inside of them that's telling them that they, this is what they want, but they haven't really saw, sat and yeah. thought about Got the it. logic behind it's what like, do I want to create? Like, uh, do, I need this, uh, and if yeah, I don't have it, uh, then I'm going to be in I don't, I'm missing out on something. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, you know, so I, to be, to, for me personally, um, I, I don't know if I can answer that question, but I, I, w- I would say that I just don't think that they're really thinking it through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just want these things yeah. because you know we we want to have sex, right? Like it's just a natural feeling that I want to do this. Sure. Um, but we don't we don't always think about well, what do I want out of it? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, do I what want the orgasm? Mean? Do yeah. I want the love and the yeah. passion? Do I want um, just to find myself sexually and yeah. what I like? What do you want out of it? Why are you actually doing it? Yeah. Um, you have the drive to. Your body's going to respond sure. and want you to do certain things. But that's why I feel like the women are uh, right now. They they want marriage. They want kids. They want all of these things because their body is telling them. Um, but they they haven't really thought about what they want out of it. Mm. So I can't I can't yeah. answer that question. I think, so, but I think that's an important distinction to make. You know, like that 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 it is. If we're just, if it's, if it's just, and I don't mean to minimize it, but if it's our human animal response right. that we're respo- that we're just responding to, I think that part of what we're being called to in life today, as as a species, is to be more reflective, is to is to be more choiceful, is to be more, and that's a whole other shift. Which again, that's and that's, the that's thing why I think, I'm doing the work I'm doing, right? Right, Both and personally and. I think that men have a point then, right? So when I said earlier that men don't want to settle down and things of that nature, yeah. well, well, why would he if it's just the, the oh, I'm just, you know, doing it for animal nature? Because yeah. if a man is just wanting to have sex off of animal nature, women might be like, oh, well, I don't want that. You know what I mean? So if you want to get married off of animal nature and have babies off of animal nature, then men wouldn't want that either. You know what right. I mean? He's not going to be, right. oh, yeah, I'm all for this. Right. He's going to say, well, what, what are you doing this for? What am I here for? And you just want it for the vanity or you just yeah. want it for because you want it, not necessarily because you actually want to nurture it. I, I yeah. can be on my arm if it's a man. Yeah. yeah, so it's, I can understand why they don't, you know, where they're feeling like they don't want to settle down as much um, in that respect, because I do think there's a lot of men out there who want quality women, um, but uh, maybe women are just, young women are just too focused on um, appearing to be perfect for social media opposed to actually working on themselves and actually being prepared by 30 to meet maybe him. And some men are very into social media too, but um, I have identified some men or great men who want children, who want a wife, who want all these things, uh, but they're, they also find it very difficult to find women that they feel like, you know, all these women want to settle down, but they're like, Ugh, you know, I don't know if there's, there's a quality there that I feel like, you know what I mean, I can work with. So that's yeah. that's a thing too. Um, all right. So, what do you think that women have to offer their husband and their children? So we're going to talk inside the home, and then we'll talk outside the home. But what what do you think that women, just in 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 a, in a sense, if it was a perfect world, I guess I don't know, um, should offer her husband and her children? I think something that um, should be offered is. Be their cheerleader. Everybody needs a cheerleader. And I think that's why I'm a life coach, because I love cheerleading people into uh, get accomplishing their goals. 
men I've heard men come I just want somebody to support me mm-hmm. that's big I just want somebody just to push me forward a woman should be a cheerleader your kids when they have issues cheerleader be their cheerleader you know you can do it you can learn you can do this you can be the next Olympian. They want that cheerleader. So in my opinion, in the home, I think you should be the cheerleader. I think that's our natural skills. They're neutral. Uh, I think women have that basic love. When the world beats you up, your, your husband comes home, he needs you to build them back up. Your kids need to be built up. But one of the things that I enjoyed when I was younger, the world could treat me crazy in high school and all these things would happen and I come home and at dinner time we all got together and we talked our problems through and my mama said, you can do this, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nothing. No, they just jealous. They just, and I mean that built me back up to be able to go out and fight the next battle. I think people need that. You know, they need that cheerleader. They need the nurturer that women have to just surround them and to protect them with that. So you're calling it cheerleader, and I think, right. that, but you said the other things that I think right. are also components of that, which mm-hmm. is you talked about listener, right? having a space that they, you can speak your, your both mind. your delights and your challenges mm-hmm. into, and offering perspective, you talked about that, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's another, you know, another place. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah, I, I think it is... Um, and acceptance too. For me, one of the big pieces is acceptance and acceptance of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have to be just like me. You don't have to be like the same things I do. And that's a challenging thing. But I think it's a really important piece that that well, I think anybody has. But certainly as a as a mother. Um, I I wanted to offer my children, even when they chose differently, to be able to accept them, to, to honor their path and their um, uh, the difference, the differences. And I think that acceptance of difference, which is so missing in our society today, is is planted within the home, within as children. Um, and, and the capacity to live with difference and the uncomfortableness of that sometimes, and yet the honoring of the uniqueness. Um, so I think community, for me, community that, that can tolerate the discomfort of difference is huge. Um, uh, yeah. Absolutely. You don't, have to, you don't have to be the same to belong. Right, right. No thing too, like when you mentioned cheerleader, um, I, I popped up in my head. What, what is a cheerleader? Oh, it's a girl on the side of the <laughs> the, the side of the, the the field cheering the team on. And something registered to me is that men say that they need that type of support all the time, and it is very important in that women we should not turn a blind eye to them yeah. saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, 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 it kind of, like, I started to think about, like, uh, how are the ways that men have put us in positions as women over time, over history, to do the things that they want, but in a way that was just, like, kind of not really valuable to the woman, right? So we have these women on the side of the field, they're cheering. That's exactly what men want women to do. 
but it's not very viable. <laughs> For women, it's not. If you think about it, we don't. I mean, we do need cheerleaders. Our girlfriends sometimes. Girl, you can handle that. You got this. But men need it in a different way. I think what Rick is talking about, though, is the eye candy of the cheerleader. It's not even just the rah rah. Yeah. It's not even just the eye candy. It's the fact that men want support and they want cheerleaders. Yeah. And they built an organization to where they're playing a sport and then they have women on the side. Just cheering for them. Right. So it's like, how are men, how have men structured society and jobs yeah. to put us where exactly what they need the us for? Right. right. Exactly. Right. They just want us to cheer for them. Right. And we're like, well, we're we want to do more than just cheer. But they're like, that's what I need you to do. But you know, cheer. the good thing about it is it's changing. Women are getting in the game, they're becoming, uh, what I saw, a football player team for women. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get involved. We're starting to go for careers that were only designated for men. But you got to think about there is a difference between a man and a woman. I think society, we want to say everybody's equal. It's not. Men mm-hmm. are made different from women. They have different needs than women. So one of the things I hear a lot of men say, if my wife supported me, you know, if that's, a, if that's your man's thing, I think that's what you should help, you know, that's what he needs. If you if you need somebody to protect you, and women, we do. We look for protectors, so that's one of our needs. So I don't think there's a, a shame of wanting that, was, that you're innately built with, you know, the desire to want that. Well, I, yes, and I think we all want support, mm-hmm. right? We've talked right. about that. We all want support. And we all want to be protected, and right. we all, you know, and, and yes, I get, you know, mm-hmm. men are physically bigger and all of that, but I, again, there's a, I'm hesitant to say men and women and put everybody under, because I think that even mm-hmm. even just the notion, truthfully, for me, of of a binary, you know, you're either a man or a woman in a binary, and it shows up this way, and and uh, that's a that's a thing that's problematic mm-hmm. for me, because I think people we show up again with that masculine and feminine. There are men who are much more on the feminine side. There are women who are much more on the masculine side, and 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 the freedom to be who right. we came here to be, you know, who we, who we are to express ourselves is really, for me, an important piece. Hey, I, 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 oh, I'm sorry. I understand what you're saying, but as a Christian, I do see the difference between the man and the purpose of the man versus the purpose of the woman. I believe that the man was here first, God created him to be the worker, and he brought the woman to help decorate it and get it to, that's how I see things, you know. Uh, but feel like I know time is going out. Um, but um, anyway, the, the man has a role, the woman has a role. And I don't, I'm wondering what happened that that's a problem with society that doesn't believe that, that there's a difference, uh, that women can't do the same thing men do physically. I mean, you know, you think about it. And we should celebrate the differences as well. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's okay to have these differences. Uh, but society is changing. They want it to be equal. And I don't, you know, or... Well, for me, it's not so much equal mm-hmm. as just 
the freedom to express as is true for me, mm -hmm. rather than I have an anatomy that says I'm this, and so I need to be, I need to be that. Okay, so I, I heard two things that you guys, both of you were saying, um, and I'm, 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 you guys are like on the opposite end about that a little bit, mm -hmm. but I'm kind of like in the middle, in between both of you, right? So. Um, it's not necessarily. We have difference, isn't that? Yeah. Cool? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's not necessarily that I um, I think of it in a religious context, mm -hmm. or that I feel like there's a problem. Well, not problem, but that that it that it that it's so fluid, right? I don't mm -hmm. believe that it's fluid, mm -hmm. but I don't look at it in a religious context of this is how it was made from the beginning. Mm -hmm. With me, I do believe that masculine and feminine energy belong to both men and women. So you can have masculine energy as a woman when you, when somebody tries to threaten your children and you defend your babies, that's more of your masculine energy showing up in you as a woman, of course. Um, and then men can have a feminine side to them when they you know, nurture their children and things of that nature. That's their femininity kind of coming out. But, you know, we can we can call that masculine masculinity too because it's not that masculine nature is all rough, right? There's some points in masculine nature that is very soft and good and and, and, and beautiful. Um, just like in feminine nature, um, you know, it can get a little little rough. Uh, but for me, it's like um, I feel like the 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 the, the two of are we the same? No, men and women are not the same. And I do try to steer clear of, well, feeling like the, the, the word man or woman paints too much of a box, puts too much of a box around individuals. I don't look at it that way. I think that it's just, it's just the entity in which we call that what it is, right? So I don't, I don't look at the terms and think that, you know, I'm putting this person in a box. No, because I, I understand as a woman that this means a lot of different things, that a man means a lot of different things, and a woman means a lot of different things. So I tend not to, to go into, oh, well, let me distinguish what I'm saying because people might take me saying man is putting them in a box. If, if I feel like if people take it that way, then that's kind of on them. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to put anybody in a box. I'm not trying to do that at all, but... I do want to highlight and recognize the differences between the two, and that's why I do have different categories. And I do kind of look at things sometimes as in a black and white sort of space. Uh, but we all know that those there's in between, right? Like, and there's there's there is some movements between the two. Um, and that's the thing is like I, I have conversations. And this is this is a great conversation. Like we're, you know, we can communicate effectively. Um, but sometimes it's it's black and white, black and white, and then it starts to go as far as like, oh, men men and women are definitely different. And then other people are like, well, no, we're we're the same. And they start to clash with each other. And I'm just like, well, of course we're different, and of course we're, the same. you know what I mean. And I just feel like I'm just in the middle. So you're not like, you're not a fundamentalist person. <laughs> you're not. You are you. You and your way of being, is, you know. So boxes come. You can have, you can have boxes that are that say 
it's this or it's that on either side you know people right. who are box like who, who need the security of and I don't I'm, I'm not meaning that <laughs> but for whom um, yeah there's Clara, uh, I don't I don't even know what words to use here but but there are ways of being this is not to do with gender now for whom structure it just gives more comfort it's it's clear it's you know we don't have to and and, and there are others for whom less structure is more comfortable and that's interesting because I think that when I think about these things, right, and we're just going into my head now. We're not even talking about y'all. <laughs> but it's in my mind. Um, I think structure is necessary, and I think that variability is also very necessary. So to me, structure is great, right? Like, I don't think that structure is bad at all. Structures give you foundations. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you, you don't want to get stuck in that, that space. Um, but... I'm not just going to make up stuff either, right? So we're, we're, sure. I'm not the type of person that's just, okay, once I build my structure and my foundation, we're going to move up and we're going to, you know, create things as we move up, but I'm not just going to randomly throw a rhinoceros in the mix, right? Like, okay, that's not, it doesn't belong there. Sure. Um, and, you know, some people feel like, oh, well, we can do whatever we want. A rhinoceros is great. And I'm just like, that's not, we're not going to put a rhinoceros <laughs> on, a, on a 15th floor. <laughs> We're not doing that. So it's like, you know, I, I, I tend to think that everybody thinks like me, right? So, of course, you know, you, you oh, everybody knows that rhinoceros don't go on the 15th floor. We can put anything on there but a rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, I want the structure, but I also want the creativity. Um, and then it's like, okay, that's not how other people think. Some people are very structured and some people are very super fluid and I'm like well you can't be too structured and then you can't just but be all I think over the it place depends. you know what I mean it's- I think it depends on the situation there's some situations if you're building a foundation you want really good structure mm-hmm. if you're up in the creative space then fluidity is so it really is you know moments in life and, and discerning being able to discern what what this is here? What what is this moment calling for? Is it calling for structure, or is it calling for you know creative freedom or expression? Uh, it's it's a you know I, I think it, it really is respo- being responsive to the moment. Is it is it okay? So do you feel like we have a sense of responsibility? We are all off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we are all. We're very fluid here. We're being fluid here. (laughs) All right, let's get back to the point. We'll have this conversation totally different time. I'm sorry. All right, so one of my um, closing questions is uh, share what you think the queen and goddess energy looks like to you, right? So, what does that energy look like when we're talking about goddess energy or God, whichever one? Um, in that queen-like energy, that 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 powerful, divine, feminine. Explain what that looks like to you, what it feels like to you, um, because I think that's just something that a lot of times we don't tend to sit down and really imagine. Well, what does that look like? You know what I mean? Like nobody knows what God looks like. Nobody knows what you know what I mean. Nobody's seen a goddess in real life. Nobody's seen 
um, this energy. Uh, but what is it? We can have we have imagination. We can say, okay, what does that look like to me? So I'm going to say, I think a big part of it is responsiveness to the moment. Okay, is being able to be present in to whatever is happening. Okay, to have this the center. So for me, I don't want a box, but I want a strong central core okay. that can be present to whether it's delight or pain. Okay. Right? And, and respond, be okay with both, to respond to challenge, to respond to beauty. But it, it is expressed uniquely how I express it will be very different than, well, actually, probably quite similar in many ways we would have, but, but there, there are, so, so that's where the, that's where the, the creativity in the world and the, the beauty and the, I mean, it shows up in so many different forms, so I'm really reluctant, mm-hmm. um, but I think one of the, to, to limit, to, or to say anything too specific, okay. I think that, um, so receptivity, receptivity and openness when it's when that's called for, capacity for that and the capacity and this so I had a lot of training in receptivity and openness. What I've been learning in my life is being that more pointed, clear, this is what this moment is calling for. Action moving in direction. Okay. So so for me it is it is the capacity to be able to do both open and direct. Mm-hmm. And knowing what this moment is calling me, specifically me, into being. Okay. Okay. And, you know, for everyone else, that too. Because it, that's where the difference will come in. And, and that brings the beauty and the, the delight and the, yeah, in, in our world. It's not, like, I don't want boring sameness. I don't want everybody to be the same. Right. And that was one of the things that was really painful for me as a little girl. I thought, like, okay, this is very limited. I can be this, this, or this. And none of them appealed to me. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um, I love discussions like this because you get to have your different views on different topics. Mm-hmm. I'm a whole totally different view. And my view is that as a Christian, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I feel like that the original plan that God had for us was when, you know, Adam and then there was Eve. His original plan for us was to uh, be a support system for the man and to not only be that, but to live in harmony. And it wasn't all this, uh, uh, what do I want to say, uh, dominion over the woman they were like a team they were like uh created to work together and i mean that's my view of how it should have been it didn't go down like that but um i feel like if it had had done that we'd be in a different place right now and i feel like women would have been treated like they were supposed to be they were supposed to be the gift to the man and um that's how I see things, and I feel like that's where I see women. If we had not been caught up into the Adam and Eve and the 
the eating of the forbidden fruit would be at a different place. And so I feel like there were so many things that God had for the woman before that happened. And we can go into that in the whole thing, but I, that's how I see what would have happened to women and where we would be now would be a whole different thing. If you, if you think about the perfect relationship and how you wanted to be treated, how you could support a man and be there for him and he supports you and be there and you work as a team to accomplish your goal, that's how I feel like a woman should be treated. That even to the fact that if things had gone as God planned, we probably would be so happy having kids and being, you know, doing our craft because there's so many dimensions to a woman, so many things that we possess. We can't put, you know, you can't put a label on where we're supposed to be. I mean, you just, you know, you just think about that. There's no limits to what God would have for the woman. Okay, but what does the queen-like goddess energy look like to you? See, that... since I don't believe in that, that's what I'm saying. I believe that God had a mission for the woman, and, and so I don't, I can't okay. give it a look. You see, I don't believe. So, but the mission, it. speak to the mission. What well, the mission mean? is the support that she provides to the husband, right? right and all of that, right? And not okay. just that, but it's not a negative thing. I mean, why does why does it have to be like uh, negative to? be created to support it's not it's not okay. but but this is interesting now okay um because you said you you don't believe in the oh okay so like to you the, the 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 perfect feminine is you doing all of those things and more, more right more. supporting and to be you know your true self right. and all of those things right and strength in that right. is just the perfect woman. I think so. I mean, to me, that's me. You know, somebody else may create a different perfect woman, but completing what God has mm -hmm. for me, if you're being treated right and done correctly in a relationship, the man would help you to achieve all your goals and stuff. I mean, okay. why does it have to be a negative? You understand? No, it's not a negative. I mean, you know, but people, not you all, I'm not saying, but people see that as a negative. You know, to definitely, I can feel that from feminism a little bit to think it's, that it's a little bit of negative to right. And and they're condescending to the woman. They want to separate from the church's view of what a wife should be and stuff. And what I'm saying is, I support the church's view on that. Okay, I support that. And when you say the goddess, I can't go with that. <laughs> My mind doesn't. Okay, see that it. was what I was about to say. Yeah, like, I'm just gonna be honest. I can't go with that because. Well, what about queen? Queen. Nope. Oh, oh, I know that's me. Uh, that's me. Uh, but I'm glad we're having this discussion. This is, so, uh, how is queen, oh. queen and king? If you have queen and king, you, I mean that's different. King and queen. I think that's what she's talking about. But, well, I no, mean, no, no. I am going to a point where it is divine, right? right? So when I say queen and I say goddess, I'm saying something that is more divine, opposed to flesh and blood. Oh, we're in a, a country where a king and queen. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the human. I'm yeah. talking about the energy. Right. That, See, I don't believe in that. I can't oh. go with that. So when you say it, I'm trying to think of a way that I know that God has provided, you know, this that is meaning. so interesting. So when you said that, it's just I can't accept that in my mind. I need a time. I need time to process. <laughs> That's okay because I need, need time to process. Conversation. You know, I'm like, what? I, you know, okay. you know. So to me. In my mind, that sounds unnatural. 
as a Christian, I can't accept the goddess. We don't believe in goddesses. We don't believe in... Oh, okay. You're, you're saying the goddess in me, my mind can't process that. But 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 the God in the Holy Trinity, right? Right, I can believe that. Okay, so God, do you believe that God is in within you though, right? Right, So yeah. God is within you. But I wouldn't say goddess. To me, when mm -hmm. you say goddess, you're saying uh, something mythological or uh -huh. mythological. And that's something separate than God for right, you. Right, oh, Okay. And so, so, so you're saying you're one dimensional. No, you're not saying you're one dimensional, but you said, we talked earlier, people are structured. Mm -hmm. In my mind, that's the only way I could see it. Okay, so can I, can I ask you this? Mm -hmm. um, there's only one God yes. for you. Absolutely. Right. And what is that energy like from God? Like, so God, does God possess masculine and feminine energy for you? He does. He does okay. possess both, but he's mostly a uh, male in my okay. mind. And that's, you know, that's what I grew up believing. That's what I've believed forever. So what part of the, the what part of God in you, mm -hmm. what part of him is in you? What do you mean when you say that? Meaning because that we have God, you said you have God inside of you, but uh -huh. God is mostly masculine. He right. does have some feminine. Right, okay. right. Um, okay, you got it. We're on the right track. Right, absolutely. <laughs> um, and yeah, you might be able to identify with the feminine in him, but if God is in you as a whole, mm -hmm. you take all of him in as right. who he is. Yes. So what does that look like now that okay. he's mostly masculine? He has a little feminine, but he's inside of you. Right. So what does that look like to have this mostly masculine entity, this this God, right, God, mm -hmm. in, inside of you? And how does that, how do you interpret that with your natural femininity? Okay, let me think on that one. Okay. My natural femininity thing, I, I can't, I can't, you're going to have to make me think on that one. Okay. <laughs> I got to process it. I got to process it. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think it's a really, a really... Again, one of your gifts, Rika, mm -hmm. of, of being able to to think and to, and to tease things mm -hmm. apart. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so, for me, I, I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm with you in that, and that's why I think that that there's. I mean, I don't think that God is. For me, the ener it's God mm -hmm. is an energy. I don't think of God as you know the person up in the sky. A supreme being. Uh, I, I think it. I think. I think that God is love and light, and you know all of those has all of those qualities, and mm -hmm. and and they are expressed through us, and, and that's why I think they come in, in infinite. I mean, I, you, you want to not box any God that's boxed is not going to be big enough. You know, there's no box big enough for God. Okay, I and, can understand. And so, the expressions are infinite and as we are okay. so so there is that uniqueness and I, I think it is for us and this is again comes back to my work we have come here each one of us mm -hmm. when you say God has put us here whatever whatever mm -hmm. language I'm really not attached to the language mm -hmm. we have come here with a unique expression and purpose that that is both in us and is also uh, formed or supported or not mm -hmm. by the environment that we have grown up in. And, and that's the journey, is to really connect with that unique purpose, that unique expression that we came here to offer to the world. And, and 
and that's why I'm uh, I'm so you know that fluidity is so it is it's not just about gender it is really about the, the unique quality that each one of us came here with and mm -hmm. and that is informed I mean they're the things that we the things that we um, love that bring us joy that bring us delight is one piece and the things that really pain us and there's different things that pain each one of us like I mean obviously there's you know if I bash you that's the but the, the pain our hearts the things that are missing mm -hmm. are the things that we came here to stand here for and to bring more of into the world so so who, would you say who put that in you I, I think well whether you call it God or source or the universe or that's what I'm saying I don't, I'm not attached to whatever language you use that there is some essential spirit that is unique in each on, each one of us that we have and and not all of us learn how to express that mm -hmm. so, so, that, so my, my thing is that I believe God put that on in us that he get, he we were born with that implanted in us by yeah. God to yeah. complete our mission. Yeah. And so so when you talk about the woman, what what I believe God put that desire, all those things he put into me to accomplish all those goals. And to with my husband I feel that it was brought out in me to be a better woman in our relationship. And I feel like I guess I maybe contrary to what people believe but I feel like it's the truth, it's my truth, is that um, I could be the best that I can be if I follow God's original plan for me. It's, it, and that's the thing is like, okay, so when I ask you the question, I don't mm -hmm. I don't know if you have an answer to that mm -hmm. question just now mm -hmm. or if that was the answer, but... Um, that was the answer. That's the answer, right. okay. That's the answer to the question as far as mm -hmm. uh, when I said, you know, you have God and he's mostly masculine, he has some feminine, and how do you feel like he, you know, what does that look like inside of you? Um, now, from this standpoint, mm -hmm. uh, are you, would you say you're mostly masculine? No. No. Is your husband mostly masculine? Yes. Okay, so do you... <laughs> I'm just trying to right, listen. Right. I'm trying to get it, there. It, it yeah. seems like it's I so easy understand. to understand that. It's just I don't know. It's, no, no, no. I want okay. to understand. Okay. I want to understand. Um, okay, so that's the thing. Is like I think where where the disconnect from where how you feel like oh well people don't think like me. Okay, let's bring it here. Your your husband's mostly masculine. You're not mostly masculine. God is mostly masculine. Mm -hmm. Then it. Then you get into that that that, that structure mm -hmm. where, yes, of course, you know, as Christians, you think that your husband is is the uh, head. He, yeah, he's the head. Right now, do you do you feel like mm -hmm. he is a little bit closer to God? No, mm -hmm. no. We're both so we're both equal in the eyes of God. Okay. Our roles are different. He's the head of the house, and I'm the I was created to be the helper to the man okay and it doesn't mean that i'm less than because god sees us as equal not that you're less than but um that he has some type of uh because he's just more like god than you are no, you know what i mean no no nope, i'm so? not saying that okay mm -hmm. i think we're actually saying the same thing in terms of the uniqueness mm -hmm. putting putting in although you're gonna say mm -hmm. i think that that 
men mm -hmm. have more masculine right. inherently, and, right. and women have more feminine. Is that, right. that's, how, that's how I'm understanding. Right, and we were created that way. And so the guy gave us specific roles. Mm -hmm. And the man was supposed to be the head of the household. And so that's why we're to submit to the authority. But when people think of submit, they think about being a slave or being underneath. Oh, but no. in God's sight, it's not like that. We're created equal in God's sight. It's just that he has the final say. He's under submission under God. He's not higher than me. Um, I know it sounds like I'm saying it incorrectly or no, no, it's hard to understand. It's, no, but it's he's, he falls under God's authority. So if he does, if he's in the word and he's listening to what God says and he's covering his household, then he's going to be the perfect husband for me because he's going to understand, because he's listening to God. He's understanding mm -hmm. that whatever he says is for our best interest. It's not for a negative. He's not doing it right, to right. have control. Or, it's healthy. Yeah, it's a healthy relationship. And you know, when you submit to your boss and you have a great boss, and he's, old, he's in charge of the office, and when something happens, they go to him, and he's responsible for your actions. That's how um, a Christian believes marriage should be. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, but that's, it's, okay, so one more question. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> one more question. All right, so when I'm, when I'm thinking about this, mm -hmm. uh, so you just said that, so I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. now I gotta think about this, but like, um, the main, why, why is God mostly masculine though? He, he's not, he's, he's mostly masculine because when he created us, he created man for himself. He took man from him and he created man. And then, okay. and then the man was lonely. You know, God saw that he's made. So if you ever read and understand God, mm -hmm. you could tell that God is a loving, caring, neutral type of God. That's the woman's side of him. That's, there's characteristics that he took from him to create the woman. That's why when you get married and they say, you are now one. You got the man side, the woman side, you're one. You're one, because God is both of those things. So why but, didn't, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to say, I'm going to go ahead, go ahead. Okay, one more, one more, okay, one more. Okay, go ahead. All right, but, go ahead. I was just going to say, so then, but then, if, if that's the case, okay. then if you're not married, I'm not, I'm not whole, I'm only part. You're not, I don't want to say you're not whole, but you become <laughs> as one when you're married. Okay. You okay. gotta be okay. one full whole in yourself to be with another one who's okay. whole. Right. And that's why it's so important to get yourself together before you get so married. So that's like in community then, it's right. a community. Come, come so that's the structure. I can understand that because it's like, okay, when you make that spaghetti, right. you got the noodles and you got the meat, right. and then when you put it together, it's spaghetti. spaghetti right. right. <laughs> you become one. You become one. And then in, in who represents God more than us becoming one? Mm -hmm. You become both sides of God. You become the masculine and you become the female. That's why it's so important to be married because you get become one. So we can go into that another <laughs> okay. time. Oh, one, more, about, one more, please. Okay, one more, okay, one more, okay, one more. Okay. okay, so one more. Mm -hmm. um, when, you, when you talked about why wouldn't God just make the man, when he took the man out of himself and made himself like, Right. Why? Why would he not put the feminine, his good quality, nurturing qualities, those, those, those good uh, 
qualities into the man. That's a good from point. It. When, when he Why did he wait till he was lonely until? <laughs> he, he waited because, but did you notice that most animals all had two? Right. So I'm thinking in my mind, and I don't know God's mind, but okay. he had an original tent to create woman. But he didn't create a woman until man was doing his task, naming the animals when he was here. Okay. And so the man was lonely. Everything had two. Man didn't have, he didn't have a mate. Ah, oh, I get it now. Okay, so now I feel like it, I feel like, okay, so maybe God created this creature, man, mm-hmm. to, 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 to do things, right? right? Because he, I don't know why he did it. We don't no, know no, why. No. <laughs> he created this creature to do right. things. Right. And he put the intent to drive, to do things. Right. But then when he's seen that, okay, a little bit of, too much of me is showing up in this man. It could be. And he's yeah. getting, he's having these feelings of loneliness right. when I just created him to do. Right. Um, so now that I, maybe I, God don't make no mistakes, <laughs> but um, maybe, you know, some, some of that, 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 that inner, you know, God came into that man and was like, oh man, I want companionship. Right. So then God was just like, I, I made him to do things, right. but now I need to make sure that he is, he has my nurturing side right. present physically. Right. So that way he doesn't feel like it's just something that is mm-hmm. communicated between me and him. And, that, and that's a strong enough mm-hmm. bond between mm-hmm. you and God. Mm-hmm. But also we're going to make it manifest physically for him too. You said it in a great way. Okay. I need you I got to teach you. that. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I got you. I, and, I, and I that's understand that. Theology. Yeah. Yeah. theology. And that's why it's important to have man and woman. Okay. Together, become I understand. Because you got both Thank sides of God showing answering. up in his, in your relationships, in your life, you know, and, and I'm in going, your children. I'm going to suggest that it's not necessary to be man and woman, but it is necessary to have that focused action and that that gentle, receptive, like that. It's community. So I'm, I again, I'm not needing mm-hmm. to have that structure to be so rigid. I, I think. I like both of them. Now that I can understand, like I like both of them because I, like, I do feel like me personally how I identify with the, like, I do think that there is the energy right up there, and it's it's both masculine and feminine, and we all agree on that. So we did um, the proportions, whatever. But we both know that there is created with masculine and feminine energy. Um, but I can, I can definitely now that you explain it that way, I can. Not that I didn't. I never really thought about it, to be honestly. I don't try to criticize other people's religions, especially. Um, but I always try to understand, like, okay, so why, 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 why? And then try to make sense out of, okay, you know, I know y'all can't speak for God, but what, what is God doing? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's going on? Because I want to understand. What was he thinking? <laughs> no, 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 not like that. Like, no, just, I'm just teasing. I just want to no, know yeah. how, how did you guys... Think? How did it work? How you guys... Yeah, like how you... How you think about it and how does that work for you and create that peace for you mm-hmm. and i'm like okay I, it's creating peace for her mm-hmm. i can see that you stand by this right. so it's something it's something in there yeah, yeah. so what am i not getting because mm-hmm. if she's standing in it mm-hmm. and this is her truth mm-hmm. then i need to be at least be able to understand it mm-hmm. um if i can't understand it then i need to ask questions mm-hmm. point blank period and that's how we get to the next slide so thank you mm-hmm. thank you so much okay all right so wrapping it up um you know, do you guys have any type of upcoming projects that you want to, you know, going on soon? Um, 
I put some of your, I know you had a conference or something uh, coming up a little bit later. Right. Um, I can also add that to okay. the notes here. Mm-hmm. Um, but any closing remarks or about significance of women? Okay. Because <laughs> we got a little off topic again. <laughs> but I think, I think it's necessary to have the whole structure and the framework in order to have, have the place of women or, you know, of, of the feminine. Or Again, I, I really think our language is evolving and, and will be, yeah, it's, it's related to where it came from. But I really appreciate the, the exploration and the respect and the openness and the listening, all of those which I think are really important qualities. And that was the first time somebody explained that to me that way, so I'm, I really am grateful for that. For, for, like, seriously. Um, <laughs> all right, well, thanks. Uh, well, until next time. I want to give a special thanks to both of the women, uh, Marilyn Kell and Savon Jordan. Um, shout out to Savon Jordan for somewhat being in the hot seat there. <laughs> um, as I try to ask her questions and digest what she's saying um, and why she believes the things that she believes because it makes sense to her. So at at some point, you know, I expect things to kind of make sense for me too um, from her perspective. So that's why I kind of like really uh, asked her questions and I am super grateful that she was willing to answer those. Um, So I appreciate both of them. Um, you know, we, we didn't quite stay on topic as, as much as I would have liked, but, um, we can, we can definitely touch this topic at a later date. Uh, it's such a large topic. You really can hit it from so many angles. So I'm sure that we will definitely touch back on this, um, in the future. Um, once again, I'll put links, uh, to both of the women's, um, websites in the description box. And you can check out what they have going on from the website. Thanks.